All right, let's turn the Word of God to Luke 22. Luke 22. We'll start there this morning. Luke 22. And we'll read verses 47 through 53. Luke 22. Let me put this up here. Luke 22, verses 47 through 53. Say this. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude... And he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and he healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were to come to him, Be come out as against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful that we have the very word of God and that we can read it, we can believe it, We can love it, we can live by it, and we can share it with others. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the privilege that we can come to the house of God and worship and adore the Lord our God. Lord, thank you that uh, there's still power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you that no matter how far somebody may be or feel like they are from God, as the song says, your invitation's there. Come home. And Lord, I'm glad you're still calling people to come and you're still calling us to go. You're an active God. You like movement. And Lord, let us always make sure we're moving in the right direction according to your will and purpose. Lord, bless each one that's here today, each one that's listening in. Lord, the spiritual needs, the physical needs, the financial needs, the emotional needs. Lord, things in the heart, things in the home. Lord God, help us to cast all our cares upon you, to lean upon you, rest in you, abide in you, uh, dear God, that in everything you'd have the preeminence and get the glory. Lord, again, Lord, we do pray if somebody needs to be saved, work in that heart, work in that heart this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So as uh, we look at this portion of Scripture and we see as Christ is going to Calvary, of course, to pay the price for our sins, Right. And uh, his disciples. Right. They've been with him this whole time. And uh, they know they know, of course, something's uh, going on. And so the Lord, of course, uh, they had the Lord's Supper and they I love it where they finished the Lord's Supper. One of my favorite verses is where it says, and they sang a hymn. I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I'd like to, I'd love to hear him sing a hymn because most of them are about him. Right. You know, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Isn't my love wonderful? I mean, hey, no, come on. Jesus got to get on key with us, right? You're using different words, right? I mean, to sing a hymn with him. And then, of course, then they went out the garden to pray. And so, uh, and of course, we know that the disciples, like, see, I mean, I hate it happened, but I'm glad it's in there that they fell asleep while they were praying. Anybody ever do that? You know, well, I've got down to, 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 to pray and I woke up a little bit later and said, oh, man, I think I better go to bed, Right. 
So he went there, waking his disciples from their sleep. And as they were stirring from sleep, of course, the multitude arise with Judas and uh, to arrest Jesus. And Judas, of course, stepped out, and we know that he betrayed Christ. You know, like they say, you know, people say, it doesn't matter how, you know, Jesus said, I am the door. It doesn't matter how close you get to the door, right? You got to go through the door, right? Uh, we read this, and what's the old saying? Judas kissed the door of heaven. He kissed the door of heaven, but he went to hell. Boy, you can come as close as you want, but you got to go through that door, amen? You got to go through that door and believe. And so, uh, turn over. let's look at this same story in, in John chapter 18, and uh, we'll see it in a couple other places. But here in John 18, verses 4 through 11, we see the same story and a little something added to it. John 18, verse 4 says, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. I love this, verse 6. As soon then as he had said to them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. When you love to have seen that. Then asked he them again, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, man, get up. I told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of them, of them which thou gavest me, have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, see, we find out who was that drew that sword, uh, smote the high priest and servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword in the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall, notice the statement, shall I not drink it? So uh, we see what happens. They come to arrest Jesus, and then one goes, begins to bind the hands of Jesus, and Peter draws his sword. And, of course, we always say he went for the man's head, and hopefully he ducked or leaned, and he got his ear. Right? And that man was Malchus, the high priest. And so it struck his ear and severed his ear. But, of course, our Lord reattached them to the man's head. And, of course, that moment, Malchus was completely healed. And it's amazing here. The Lord knows what's getting ready to happen, and he's getting ready to be tried. But yet, amen, he took time to perform another miracle, his last miracle, before he went to the cross. And so what do we, some things we see in this verses is, one, that's interesting, right, uh, uh, well, let's just go ahead and look at this in one more place. Turn over to Matthew 26, so we get these three readings. Matthew 26, and we'll read verses 47 through 54. It says this, again, Matthew 26, 47, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with him, and a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people, now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master. Right? He didn't say, Hail, Lord, did he? Didn't say, Lord. And kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, look at that. There it is. There it is, David. See, even though, the, you know, the Lord at one time said, One of you is a devil, but he called him friend. Because what? Everybody needs a friend, <laughs> even somebody like Judas, called him friend. Wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck his servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. 
And then look what Jesus says. Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? And how then, look at this statement, and how then shall the scripture be fulfilled that thus it must be? So as we consider this scene unfolding, we recognize the power. Look, we saw one spot where he just said his name, as we'll see, and they fell back. And then right here he says, I could have called 12 legions of angels. And so what do we see here? We see that the Lord had the power and the prayer and the ability, right, to take care of this situation. So here we see that the Lord has the power uh, to, to, to handle this situation, but he chooses not to use that power. Of course, our Lord could see them from a great distance that this multitude was coming. Now, he chose not to run. And of course, they were surprised when he stepped forth to meet them. And of course, again, when Christ said, I am, the soldiers fell to the ground. And of course, the Jews understand that because they know what uh, God had said to Moses in the burning bush where he said this, Exodus 3, 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Boy, he had said that a few times in his public uh, ministry, right? You know, what? You're not yet 50 years old. How do you know anything about Abraham? Hey, before Abraham was, I am, right? And they understood what he was saying and they got upset. And then he said, so just saying I am, put them back. And then again in verse 53 here, again he said to Peter, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give you more than me, more than 12 legions of angels? So we see he had the power, right? He had the power to speak and cause them to fall down. He had the power to put a man's ear back on his head and work a miracle. He had the power to call 12 legions of angels. So he had the power he needed to do whatever he wanted in that situation, but he knew it was his father's will, so he chose to withhold that power. So think about this. Consider this power that was available to Christ, but he chose not to use it. And why did he choose not to use it? Well, because he loves us. So he willingly gave his life for us. He came to this earth to bleed and die for our sins. He was not taken prisoner. He yielded himself. So think about this. He could have used that power to change that situation, but he didn't. And so I think we learn, we learn an important thing here about Christ even for our own life. God is willing to use his power to help us, right? God is willing to use his power to help us if that is the need, right? He has all power. We know at any moment, just like that poem said, at any moment he could change our situation. At any moment he can work that miracle like he did uh, 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 for the, the servant there. At any moment, he can choose to use all of his power or whatever amount of power he needs to change his situation, but he chose not to use his power at that moment. Why? Because he knew that not using his power would be a greater benefit to us for what lied ahead. So here, think about this. I don't know if you I just think this is a good thought, if I can say it correctly. Again, God is willing to use his power to help us if he thinks that's what's going to benefit us the best. But also we see 
He is also, even though he has the power, he's willing to withhold his power if he decides that will benefit us more. So if he feels like, hey, I've got the power and they need the benefit of that power and he's willing to step in and use that power to our benefit because that's the best thing to do at this moment. He says, I'm going to use my power. But if he looks at a situation and he says, you know what? In this situation, though I have the power, I know the better thing, the better benefit for my child would be not to use that power in this situation. Even though he has it, he withholds it. Have you ever caught yourself saying, Lord, you could have, or Lord, you had the power to. Lord, I know you could have done something there. Well, I think, I know I've caught myself saying that, but see, he knows when it's best for him to use that power to our benefit. He knows when it's best for whatever reason. I trust his wisdom. I trust it to withhold that power to our benefit, because if he would have chose to use that power, what would happen? Right. It would have stopped him from being arrested. It would have stopped him from going to the cross. And he knew the better thing was to withhold the power because the greater thing was going to be, amen, what lied ahead. Greater than him using that power right then. So everybody go, oh, man, you see, why did you see what that one angel did to that one guy? That man, that guy, look at that angel, man. He just took out 20 people, right? Hey, we've, we've read what angels can do, right? He wouldn't need one angel probably could have handled uh, the situation. Right? You guys wait. It's my turn. I got this, right? Angel, but he chose to withhold that power. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing to know about our God, that he has all power and in, in, in his wisdom and in his goodness, he knows when it's, it's best to use that power to our benefit. And he knows, even though sometimes it hurts and we don't understand, he knows his best. He says, well, you know, my child, I, I hear your prayer. I see your situation, but I understand what lies ahead. And I know what I'm doing in your life. And I know at this time it's better for me to withhold the power that I could use. So he chose not to use the power he could have used in this situation. But then we go on and look. We know from the Bible, of course, it was Peter who drew a sword, right? He was always doing something and cut off Malchus' ear. Peter pulled the sword as if the Lord, as if the Lord needed Peter's power to deliver him. However, right, God did not need Peter's power or Peter's sword. So here's a situation where we, it's, it's, see, Peter, he had a desire in that situation. And so sometimes we got to look at the situation. What's more important, your way or God's will? Your way or God's will? Sometimes we wondered what the Lord would, maybe sometimes we wonder what the Lord would do without us. I'm sure Peter thought about that sometimes. God then allows us to see that there is a power we have, right? An ability we have. Maybe he gave some ability. Maybe he gave us some talent, but he doesn't need it. Anytime we try to do God's work in the energy of the flesh, we are using a power that God does not need. In this story, when Peter pulled his sword and sought to deliver the Son of God, he was out of place. He was out of place. Notice again in Matthew 25, 54, he said, what? Hey, listen, this must be. He said, listen, put that sword up. What is getting ready to happen here, even though you may not like it, even though you may not understand it, this is the Father's will. And what's more important, Peter, your way or the Father's will. John 18, 11, Jesus said, shall I not drink it? Shall I not do God's will? 
What's more important, Peter, your way, the power of what you desire in the flesh or the will of God? Of course, the most important thing is always the Father's will and the Father's purpose. Peter was blundering in the flesh. How often we do the same. There is a power or an ability that God uh, uh, gives us, but listen, God does not need it to get his work done. To Peter, God's will at the moment didn't make sense. He said, what's going on here? This doesn't make sense. Well, Lord, why aren't you calling those angels? Hey, Lord, look, they just fell down, man. We, why are you helping them up? We could have ran off. This doesn't make sense. Hey, I'm going to let me step in here. But listen, what was more important was God's will. Peter didn't understand God's will at the moment, so he tried to step in. And certainly if you've been saved for some time, you have learned God's will does not always make sense at the moment. At the moment, at the moment, it didn't make sense. If you were just looking what was going on right in front of you, this doesn't make sense. Why is God allowing this to happen? But hey, there was a better day coming. There was a better day coming. And once that day came, once they saw, right, the, 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 the fulfillment, right, of what God was doing. But of course, we have to hold back here, amen, so we can benefit here because that's God's will. And so this is what God does here. He said, listen, hold on, Peter. Don't get caught up in this immediate moment. Don't get caught up in the sadness of this immediate moment. Don't get caught up in the sadness of this immediate situation. Listen, hey, don't you remember what I told you? Hey, something's better is coming. God's will does not always make sense to us at the moment. Peter thought he was helping the work of the Lord, but he was really hindering the will of the Lord. Again, like we talked about the other day, that's why we don't use reasoning. That's why we don't run on the emotion of the moment. We say, listen, I don't understand what's going on here, but I trust God. For whatever reason, God doesn't want to call those angels. For whatever reason, even though he has the power just saying who he is to change the situation, for whatever reason, he chooses not to use that power. Hey, I've got needs in my life, and I, I wish God would do this, and I wish God would do that. I don't understand, right? But listen, I trust him. I trust him the times he chose to. I look back over my life, and I see the times he chose to use that power. He chose to work those miracles, Right? And it was, that was easy. Right then, I, I, I could give an immediate amen. Woo, praise God, look what just happened. But then sometimes I, I saw where he chose to withhold that power, and I didn't understand. But hey, later down the road, I could say he doeth all things well, and he worked it out. You see, he got more concerned about his way than God's will. How many people hinder or stop God's will because they react on emotion or human reasoning, like we mentioned the other day. You saw David, right? He went to reasoning in taking matters into their own hands. Listen, you may want things to go a certain way in your life. Hey, you know, I got some things I'd, I'd like to work out a certain way. You know, think, man, boy, if the Lord would do, if the Lord would do this right now, whoo, that would be a great blessing. But still waiting. Still waiting for that prayer to get answered. Still waiting for that prayer. Matter of fact, some of them might have just said, well, I'm sure by now, you know, he's just, you know, he's chosen other things. Right? You may have uh, things a certain way you want things to go in your life. You may be a certain way in your home. Man, I, I certainly wish my husband would be a certain way. Ooh, I wish, sure wish my wife would be a certain way. Ooh, I'm going to bed and I better stop there, right? Sure, sure wish my children would be a certain way, right? Hey, 
All right? We think that way. So we may have a certain way we want things to turn out in our life. We may have a certain way we want things uh, to turn out in your home. You may have a certain way you want things to go in the church. You might want. But what is more important in your life, in your home, in the church, and what God is doing, what is more important, your way or God's will? Which in this case was going, of course, to be bigger and greater than anything that could have been imagined. How many times have I seen that? God, what are you doing? This is the way I want it to go. But then we trust him. And then, wow, I wasn't expecting that. That is better. Man, I've seen that praying about things. And I'm like, oh, Lord, man. Oh, Lord, please. I mean, I sure, I sure wish you'd take it this way. I sure wish you'd take it this way. Huh? Uh, yeah, Sister Duke, not her, yeah. I sure do it this way. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 Lord. Over here. Huh? Anybody ever done that? Lord, no. Over here. Yeah, we've all, we've all done that in our life. But then, what do we do? We didn't quit. We didn't back up. We despite and say, that's okay. He made that decision. I'm just going to keep prodding along. And then later, he does it. And we're like, his way was better. You know, his way was better. We trust him. I was, listen, which was better? Think about, think about this situation. Which was better? Jesus continuing to hang out with the disciples or Jesus hanging on the cross? Which was better? Hey, hey, Peter, come on, Lord, man. Listen, uh, I I got some things I want to do with you tomorrow. Man, don't leave us now. I got some things I want you to do. Man, Lord, can't you just hang out with us a little bit longer? Well, which was better? Jesus hanging out with the disciples a little longer or Jesus hanging on the cross and raising again the third day? Well, I'm, I'm sure after he rose again the third day, Peter said, oh, well, if, I, if I'd have known that, <laughs> well, he told you, <laughs> he told you, duh, he told you, right? Of course, that was better, right? His will and way are always better. And so thank God, right, he didn't use the power when he could have. Thank God, amen, he didn't let Peter get in the way but he kept his eye on the Father's will. And let me finish with this. Christ, though he didn't use all that power, though he didn't need that power, one thing we can know is Christ never denied his power or his deity. John 10, 17 and 18 says this, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it. Now here's the power he chose to use, verse 18. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it. Thank God he did choose to use that power. Hey, when he could have used the power of all those angels, when he could have used the power of just of who he was, right? He said, no, I'm setting that power aside because there's another power I've chose to use, the power of the resurrection, because that's the one that won't just benefit for the moment. That's the power that will benefit for time and eternity. When they see me come out of that grave, it won't be a momentary benefit. It'll be an eternal benefit, amen? When they realize, amen, I was willing to set that power aside. I was willing to set uh, what Peter wanted aside and do the Father's will and use the power that would glorify Glorify my Father, fulfill His will and purpose, amen, and benefit all of man through the power of the resurrection. That is what He chose. When Christ faced this multitude, 
He knew who he was and why he came. Christ walked calmly and confidently into that hour in which he would be delivered into the hands of sinners. He had power to lay down his life. He had power to take it up again. This is the God we serve. He knows what he knows he has all power and he knows when to use that power to benefit us. He knows when it's better not to use that power to benefit us. We trust his decision. We trust his will, right? We want to be in his will, but out of his way. Peter tried to get in his way. He had power. Listen, God didn't need Peter. You see, God without me, or Peter, God without me and my abilities changes nothing about God's will and his purpose. God does not need me to fulfill his will and purpose for anything. But me without God and his abilities. You see, God without me and my abilities changes nothing. But me without God and his abilities changes everything, at least in my life. Hey, maybe he doesn't need me and my abilities, but I need him and his abilities. Changes everything, right? Because I am nothing. So I'm glad about this. God delights when we go along. Amen. He's glad you're here. Peter, I'm glad you're here. God delights when we go along, but he doesn't need us to get along. But he lets us go along. Now I think about Malchus here. Now we don't know if he ever got saved. I was thinking about this. We don't know if he ever got saved. But what's interesting is, I mean, God heals him. He just continues to do what he was doing. Well, that's a lost person for you. How many lost people has God healed and helped and they just keep going on with their life? Or they think they're saved because God healed with them physically. You ever hear anybody? How many people have I heard give that testimony? Hey, Marcus, you sure you're saved? Oh, man. Did I never tell you about that time God healed my ear? Oh, man. Come on. Let me tell you a story, man. You're never going to believe this. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to heaven. God healed my ear. You ever hear? How many people have heard a story like that? Right? Oh, yeah, man. I was sick. Oh, man. Never been here saved. I, never, I don't know anybody that's ever been as sick as I was, but God raised me up. I know. Listen, if he's going to raise me up that bed, he's going to raise me up and take me to heaven. Oh, no. That's not the way it works. Help with the body is different than help with the soul. You see, if you are lost, you need to realize it is God's grace that has got you this far. It's God. Hey, listen, even if you're lost, it's God's grace that got you that far. I told you about that time I was talking to our older brother and I was sharing something where I think God watched over me. And he said, oh, well, I know other people that's happened to. And I said, you know, what? it was God there, too. They just didn't know who to thank. I appreciate that. Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> hey, I'm glad I could say I know who it was. I know who it was. I know who stepped in right there. I know who watched over me right there. I know who met that need right there. I know who that is. Amen. Amen. The shepherd and bishop of my soul. He's caring for me. He's watching over me. He's taking care of me. I'm glad I know who to thank. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. So we should think often about when we met the Lord Jesus and when he touched our lives. So as we look at this situation, say, man, there's a, there's a power he could have used. But in his wisdom, at that moment, he chose not to use that power because he knew, amen, the power he was going to use would benefit us more. And listen, when Peter tried to step in, he said, Peter, is it about your way or the Father's will? 
And thank God it wasn't about Peter's way. It was about the Father's will. And thank God when he did use the power that he chose and the resurrection power and rose for us and paid the price for our sin. So as we finish up, let us understand that Jesus has the power to do all things. Yes, he has it. Whatever that need is, he has the power. But trust him whether he chooses to use it or not. Trust him. Listen, if he, if he uses it, amen. If he doesn't use it, amen. We still trust him. We trust it. Lord, hey, I, I, again, oh, a few days later, ah, he's right again. He just thinks he's perfect. Right? What's up with that? Right again. Right again. Huh? Yep, that's, that, that's, that's been my Christian life. Right again. He's right again. He's right again. Of course, he's always right. Understand that Jesus has the power to do all things. Yet he willingly gave himself to be taken to the cross and bleed and die for our sins. Lord, thank you for the power you chose not to use. Thank you for the power you chose to use. Know that God does not need the energy of the flesh, which is what Peter was acting in. His intentions were right. Right? I mean, you know, in that sense. Right? In human thing, you know, because he wanted, oh, I'm going to help out Jesus. I want to help out Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. That's why too many people are trying to help out Jesus. <laughs> you know, Jesus, amen. Jesus wants to, amen, use us, but he doesn't necessarily need us to help him out in that sense. Know that God does not need the energy of the flesh to accomplish his work. Be thankful that Christ walked calmly into the hands of sinners because he knew he had the power to lay down his life and take it up again. And because he calmly walked into the hands of sinners, sinners can now walk calmly to Calvary and to the throne of God. Amen. And benefit from the power he chose to use in fulfilling the Father's will and purpose. Let's pray.